On today's show, we're looking back at all of Thursday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Only four games on today. There was, of course, huge news with LaMarcus Aldridge retiring and Zach Levine out for two weeks. I discussed that earlier on the Mailbag Show, um, and you can go back and listen to that. Nothing has changed in my thoughts on what happens there. We'll get more clarity after Friday's games when we see who starts for Levine and what they do with Claxton and Jordan in Brooklyn. But yeah, there's, there's so much up up in the air in Chicago with how that rotation spot looks. I'd look at Markkinen and White as maybe ads, but not guaranteed. And I'd look at Claxton before Jordan. But if we hear Jordan starting and, and he's going to play 25 minutes, then he becomes an option there as well. But I discussed that in more detail on the uh, early show. Uh, on the mailbag show today. So let's talk about the action that we did have here on uh, on Thursday across the NBA. First game, the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Atlanta Hawks pretty comfortably, 120-109. No, uh, no, no, because he was back. Yanni Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Obviously on some sort of restriction, 25 minutes, 15 and 5, three steals and a block. Look, just good to have him back. Unfortunately, he missed both his free throws. But good to see him back out there. While Brooke Lopez, 69th ranked player over the last two weeks. Giggity. 19 and 12, three threes and a block. Now he's going to be subject to some rests, I think, as we go forward here, but that's really strong. Drew Holiday, 23, 4 and 7, and Middleton had 10, 9 and 7. Chris Middleton quietly has fallen off a little bit. Uh, that's some rough shooting, 29%. Good rebounds and good assists, though, of course. Bob Portis played 22 minutes with um, with Yanni a bit limited, 11 and 7 with a steal. But PJ Tucker is also back. I'm really I'm holding Portis for now, but with with Tucker there with Yanni back, I think he could move into drop territory. While Bryn Forbes started in place of the big ragu Dante Divincenzo, and you'll be stunned. Absolutely stunned to know that Bryn Forbes did nothing. Nine points with one rebound and one assist in his 22 minutes. One of the worst fantasy points per minute type producers that there is in the entirety of the NBA. PJ Tucker, by the way, just in case anyone was bothering to hold him in a 12-team league, had eight points in 16 leagues or hold him in a 14-teamer or hold him in a 16-team league or honestly hold him in an 18-team league. For the, uh, for the Hawks, John Collins, Gallinari, Hunter, Reddish, Dunn, Snell all remain sidelined. So Bogdan Bogdanovich kept doing his thing. 28 points, 6 threes, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. He continues to shoot the absolute lights out, which makes me a little bit worried that it's going to fall off and it's going to um, it's going to fall off quite a bit, would be my guess. And that's that's going to cause some aggression. But at the moment, he's absolutely rolling and dominating. Clint Capella had 16 and 16 with two blocks. If you do have a trade deadline that hasn't passed in your league, Capella and Bogdanovich are two big sell highs to me. Fan of pants, Kevin Herter, 16, 6, and 4. And while everyone's injured, he does deserve a 12-team roster spot. And Trey Young returned. I don't think he's fully healthy. He was obviously not himself. 15, 2, and 9. He got to the line nine times, hit them all. But 18% from the field, missed all three of his three-point attempts, had no steals and two, uh, no blocks. Pretty rough night overall from Trey Young. And Lou Williams continues to be rostered in too many leagues. Now, I know that yeah, that's going to be most, most of you aren't rostering him. But if you are, get that garbage out of here! 
with Trey Young back, Brandon Goodwin played only the 10 minutes. He'd played well in those two games without Trey, but had zero points on uh, on two shots. So not the greatest night from Brandon Goodwin, but at least we know that if Trey has to miss time, Goodwin will step in, and he'll probably do a pretty decent job in that role. The next game we take a look at, the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. 119 Golden State, 101 Cleveland. So a pretty comfortable victory in the in the end. Steph was 0 of 5 from 3 in the first quarter. Ended up 4 of 13. 33 points, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 48% shooting. So a pretty bloody good night overall. Only the 5 points for Draymond, but 10 boards, 8 assists, 3 steals and 2 blocks. He shot 25%. But overall, again, a good number. But how about Juan Toscano Anderson? Really impressive stuff from the big fella. 20 and 7 with three threes. Now, before we get excited, he shot 89%, which isn't going to stick. He played 31 minutes, which probably also isn't going to stick. Massive chance that Ubre returns next game. Um, sure, deeper league ad, no worries. No problem with adding Toscano Anderson in those deeper formats. I think that's uh, probably a good move. But at the moment, yeah, you're not looking at him as a 12-team league guy. Wiggins had 23-6-6, and while Jordan Poole chipped in with four assists, three steals, and 14 points, and a lot of usage. Poole has stepped it back up again. He can be a viable streamer for his scoring ability. Looney, not a 12-teamer, probably 14, probably 16-team, that sort of area. Eight points and 10 boards in 28 minutes, while Bazemore struggled a little bit, and that gave those more minutes to Toscano Anderson. Five points in 24 minutes for Bazemore, who'd been a really useful streamer with Ubre out, but it does appear that Kelly is going to be returning pretty soon. And Gary Payton, after his little uh, little performance yesterday, played only one minute. So again, a reason for us not to have gotten too excited about that performance from Gaz. For the Cavs, um, Jarrett Allen, 35 minutes, 17 and 14 with two steals. Garland was excellent again. 20 points and seven assists. Must roster player. Colin Sexton back in action. Looked great too. 30 points on 53%. And the artist to- known as... To- eh, try again. The artist formerly known as Torian Prince. Minutes fell right off, but he was productive. 12 points, two threes, two steals. Still more of that 14-team league player. We did have... We got an opportunity to see Nance, Love... Um, Allen and Wade all playing the four and the five. So Wade only played 17 minutes. Nance only played 24 minutes. And Love only played 22 minutes. Now, Kevin Love really struggled in this one on a back-to-back. Didn't shoot the ball well. 24 minutes for Larry Nance is concerning. Again, if you're in the playoffs, if you're preparing for the playoffs, if Love's healthy, I think Nance's value is going to top out at like 25, unfortunately. You could add him and you could hold, but I think he does move into droppable territory at the moment. Okoro had only the six points. His offense is nowhere near where it needs to be, obviously. But I think he's going to be a good player. I don't know if that's going to translate into good fantasy numbers, but I think he's going to be a good player. Three steals overall for Okoro. Just a long way off being a fantasy-relevant guy. Although, to be fair to him, over the last two weeks, he is the 150th-ranked player. Um, yeah, not much else there. Daly had only the three assists. He can be that yeah, marginally deeper league type of streamer, while Isaiah Hartenstein is the guy to lose out. Only the four minutes here, uh, basically garbage time stuff for Hartenstein with Wade, Nance, Love, and Allen getting the bulk of those minutes. Guys, Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You know that. But if you don't know that, why don't you try a Bilt Bar? Because they are unbelievable. They taste just like candy bars. You want to eat a bar of chocolate or you want to eat a, a garbage tasting protein bar, Built Bar combines garbage-tasting protein, but not the garbage, just the protein bar part, combines it with a candy bar and these low-calorie, low-sugar, high-fiber, high-protein bars. They're going to change your life when it comes to protein. No, you don't have to be, oh, I have to get this this down because it's, it's good for me. Built Bar, you go, man, this is delicious. I can't wait to eat this. And it's doing good things for you. For example, their cookies and cream bar, the goat bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories only. 130. Four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs. And best of all, when you go to BuiltBar.com to place your order, you can use our promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, 
and that gets you 15% off your order. So use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, it's the time that you all wait for. You, you're so, you, you can't wait. You can't wait because it's time for me to tell you about my balls. Support for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And we have an exclusive offer for the listeners, 20% off and free shipping by using the code LOCKEDONFANTASY at manscaped.com. Manscaped, they gave me a bunch of tools. They hooked me up with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. I'm going to get it and I'm going to show you guys on the video. This comes in a nice little box, but when you open it, that's where the real magic happens. Let's uh, let's have a look how this looks on screen for you guys. Look at that, brilliant stuff. As my my microphone's in the way. All right, so we got the lawnmower 3.0, skin safe technology, LED light, waterproof. You can use it in the shower. Now, who wants to be out there trimming the old nads with a razor, cutting it, and then bleeding? Mate, no one wants that. Who, I don't want to bleed anywhere, let alone out of the old nutsack. Manscaped with their skin-safe technology and the ceramic blades, it's going to really, really help you in that area. And not only that, the Lawnmower 3.0, one of the best things you can use. And you don't want to use the same razor on your balls on your face. Like, come on, look, let's, let's, let's keep it real here. But to help with our balls, which, you know, they can get sweaty. They can get stinky. Manscaped gives you the ball toner, the Crop Reviver ball toner. They give you the Crop Preserver ball deodorant. They give me... What else do they give me? What else have we got here? The Crop Mop ball wipes. Look at those. And for my pesky ear and nose hairs, the Weed Whacker. And they chucked in a couple of other things as well. Some nice, uh, some nice underwear and the tool shed travel bag to uh, store all the grooming goodies. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDONFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code LOCKEDONFANTASY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, so let's go on to the next game now. The Phoenix Suns, they handle the, the Kings 122-114. Tyrese Halliburton got into some early foul trouble. That's why he played only 24 minutes. But still, he only ended the game with four fouls. And foul trouble really shits me with coaches, especially for players who aren't usually high foul players like Halliburton. Like, we don't need to see him play only 24 minutes, especially when he was at 12 points, two threes, two steals. Like, good numbers. But it's frustrating. But with him limited by your mate Luke Walton, Dillon Wright stepped up. 28 minutes, 16 points, four assists, a steal, two threes. And on the surface, you might look at that box score and go, that's tempting. Dillon Wright is back. He's back. The big numbers are here. We're, we're back to adding Dylan Wright. But again, there's 10 fewer minutes being played there by Halliburton, and they're generally going to come away from right. I wouldn't be looking at him as anything more than a steel streamer. Bud Heald had 24, while Fox had 27 in 40 minutes with eight assists. And he was pretty good from his free throws early, then missed a few late, while the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! 40 minutes for Barnes, 14 points, three threes, three assists, one steal. The Kings are going for it. This is the thing. They are going for wins, and they are still bad. That's, uh, that's what I talked about in yesterday's show. It's a worry. Mo Harkless remains a pretty strong option for to stream defensive stats. He had a steal. He had two blocks. He played 27 minutes, while Hassan Whiteside. The world. As I said, there's one center in the NBA worse than Hassan Whiteside, and it's Damian Jones. Jones started, played the first five minutes, and never played again. Whiteside started the second half. He played 24 minutes. He had 11 and 10 with a block. You have to add Hassan Whiteside. I don't know how long Rashawn Holmes is going to be out. He's out at least one more. It might be another week. It might be two weeks. I don't know what they're going to do. But you've got to add Whiteside to see where it goes, because despite how bad he can be on court, 
He was still it was somehow a minus seven in this game. Um, you can you can still well, asset to be fair, minus seven is not that bad for Whiteside. You, you still he's going to get numbers and he has to be added because of the way that the Kings are currently set up for the Suns. DeAndre Ayton I thought was really good, twenty six and eleven. It's still an issue in terms of fantasy that he gets no threes, no assists, no steals, but ninety one percent shooting is unbelievable. Six of six from the line is Sheev. A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Great stuff. Aiton has really picked it up. Top 30 player over the last two weeks. Chris Paul had 13 with 11 assists and three steals. And Bridges, who'd been struggling, McCall Bridges, 13 points, three threes, two steals and one block. This is why I have maintained that he's a must-roster player. Booker had 23 in his 31 minutes, while Jay Crowder... Sometimes may be good, sometimes may be shit. Yeah, five points in 26 minutes, and Cam Johnson fell back to the pack with Bridges playing more. Six points in 22 minutes. A lot of people thought Johnson could be a regular 12-team league guy. I am not one of those people. He's fine to stream on in a day like today. He's a points and threes sort of guy, but he's not a must-roster 12-team league guy by any stretch. Early in this game, Javon Carter got really hot, ended with 13 points on just six shots, missed one shot for the day. But honestly, again, we're talking very, very deep league stuff there with Javon Carter. All right. Let's go on to this last game. The Celtics beat the Lakers 121-113. Celtics got up huge in this game. And then the Lakers bench really brought it back. And they ended up, you know, had to, had to bring the starters back in towards the end of this game. Jalen Brown led the way with an absolutely huge performance. JB, you've done it again. 40 points on 85% shooting. That is insanity. He missed one two-pointer for the game. Hit three threes, had nine boards and a steal. Just a massive game. Marcus Smart had 15, 6, and 4. And Smart is rolling at the moment. Top 50 player over the last two weeks. While Kemba only played 25 minutes, they sat him down pretty early. 12, 2, and 7. And that enabled Peyton Pritchard to play 20 minutes and have his best game in months. 15, 7, and 3 with three threes for Pritchard. But he's not someone that we need to rely upon too much. There's still no Evan Fournier. Of course, Rob Williams didn't play in this game. Tristan Thompson started. I thought he was pretty good. 14, 6, and 5 in his 25 minutes. That is a 12-team line. I just don't see... Thompson being able to do that that regularly. He's more of a streamer than anything. Well, Tatum was a little bit off. 14 points on 14 shots. Didn't take a free throw. Didn't register a defensive stat, but he has been really good prior to this game. And we also got a cameo from the uh, the, the Cornetto. Luke Cornett. 18 minutes, 3 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds, 4 blocks. Just blocking everything Cornett. Now, he's a guy that's not going to play most nights. But with Williams out there to chuck someone else in there. Interesting, Shemi Ojale basically out of the rotation now. Just played some four garbage time minutes, but still managed to be a minus 17 in those four minutes. While Mo Wagner was an impressive minus 20 in five minutes. That shows you the extent of that Lakers comeback. Taylor Horton Tucker, one of the leaders of that comeback. 19-7-7 with three steals. He was excellent. He moved to the bench so they could start Wes Matthews. And he really fired up down the stretch here. Big numbers. He's probably more a 14-team league guy because remember the news out today is Anthony Davis might be back next Thursday. He'll be back on a 15-minute limit though for the first couple of games, but he might be back next Thursday. And that's going to have an impact on all of these players. The Lakers were also without Markeith Morris and Andre Drummond, and of course, no LeBron James. Horton Tucker's a fine short-term streamer. Mark Gasol without Andre Drummond. Oh, hi, Mark. 18 points, four triples in 21 minutes. Dislocated his finger. Put it back in, kept going, but still only the 21 minutes. Would have hoped for a little bit more, but he wasn't particularly great for the plus minus. Nor was the table Montrez Harrell, who had 12 and 8 in 20 minutes. I do not believe that Harrell is a 12-team league guy. The guys leading this charge were Ben McLemore with 17 points, Alfonso McKinney with 10 points, Devontae Kachok with 3 points in 7 minutes. is a massive plus 19 in 7 minutes. 
Costas Antetokounmpo was a plus 19 and 17. It's just one of the wildest lines you'll see. Wes Matthews started, had three points. Contavious Kowal Pope said, I'll do you one better. I'll have two points in my 23 minutes. Just absolute shitfulness from those guys. While Kuzma had 13 in 29 minutes. I think with Davis returning, if you want to make a cut of Kuzma, who is the 188th ranked player over the last two weeks, by all means, you can move on now. Davis's return is coming. While Schroeder was pregame called doubtful, Frank Vogel says, I, I doubt he plays. He played. He had a foot problem. Didn't particularly play well. Eight points on 38% shooting. The eight assists is still nice, but he is going to lose usage when Anthony Davis returns. He might get some more assist opportunities, but the usage would fall. And I reckon he might have to sit out a game or two with this foot problem that obviously was giving him some problems in this one. Let's look at the top ads and drops over the last uh, 24 hours. Monty Morris up 20%. Totally fine to add him. Hassan Whiteside up 18%. As I said, I think he's a really solid add. Lou Dort's up 16%. Now he'll return tomorrow. I am not convinced that he's must roster 12, but I can get adding him. Kent Bazemore up 16. I think he's a drop now. Cam Johnson up 14. Hopefully it was just a stream today and you can go and drop him after that. For the drops, Aldridge down 16% after his retirement. Jamal Murray after his ACL down 11 And then Teo Maladon down 11%. I understand that. Maladon can be useful for assists, but he's just going to murder your field goal percentage so many times. Kobe White down 8 We'll see. Maybe this is a boost for Kobe White with Levine going down, and he might be re-added. But otherwise, you're right. He is a drop. And then Horton Tucker down 8%. Weird to drop Talon today, uh, given it was a low-volume day. But yeah, prior to that, you'd understand the move of moving on from him. Um, let's look at the top 10 players under 50% rostered. One, Toscano Anderson was great. I don't buy that shooting. Solomon Hill also don't buy him shooting at that level. Dillon Wright benefited from Tyrese Halliburton being in foul trouble. And then Marcus Sol with Drummond out, put up good numbers and Horton Tucker with Morris out. So a lot of those performances have no real replicability as we move forward. Number six, Javon Carter. Number seven, Peyton Pritchard. Number eight, Luke Cornett. Number nine, Jordan Poole. And number 10, Mo Harkless. The only guy I'd really even consider there in 12-team leagues is Harkless and only as a defense specialist, defensive streamer. Everyone else really sort of popped off in weird scenarios that aren't going to be uh, something that they can repeat as we move forward. Let's now talk about Friday's action across the NBA. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, I'm going to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are still in full swing, and Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. We've got a monster, monster day coming up on Friday, so let's take a look at those games now. Um, first one is an early one. Be aware of that. Indiana and Utah. The Jazz are going to welcome back Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal, who were all out in the last game. The Pacers, Miles Turner and Doug McDermott are questionable. The Jazz also probably will be without Derek Favors. I don't know who their backup center will be. Probably Ersan Ilyasova. Maybe Juwan Morgan plays minutes there. Uh, he is doubtful, Derek Favors. The Jazz, though, are 10-point favorites, and the total is 235. The next game's a, a weird one. The Thunder and the Pistons. There's so many blokes out in this game. The Thunder, of course, uh, they're going to welcome back Lou Dort, but they're going to be without Pokashevsky and Gildas Alexander, while the Pistons are going to be without Wayne Allington, Corey Joseph, Derek, Derek Smith? No, Dennis Smith, um, Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley. So you're probably going to have Killian Hayes starting. You're probably going to have Sekundumbaya starting. You're probably going to have Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey. So three first-round picks all starting. The Pistons are somehow still favored by seven, and the total is 217. But some real value opening up there for Detroit. 
The Pelicans and the Wizards. The Pelicans are one and a half point favorites. The total is 242. Lonzo Ball is returning. He's listed as probable. Um, that's going to have an impact on Najee Marshall, James Johnson, Eric Bledsoe in that scenario. The Wizards, no injury updates or anything for those guys in this one. The Clippers and the Sixers, Kawhi is questionable. Tobias Harris is questionable. Paul George will be returning. So will Marcus Morris for the Clippers, while Serge Barker and Patrick Beverly still remain sidelined. The Magic and the Raptors, um, Mo Bumba is questionable for Orlando, but Michael Carter-Williams is out. So we need to see, uh, does Cole Anthony get a start? Hopefully, Gary Harris alongside him. Do they put RJ Hampton more into the rotation? And some big question marks there. Otto Porter's still out, of course. Well, Toronto, they're just resting everybody. Bembry's out. Trent's out. Siakam's out. Ananobi's out. Lowry's out. Fred Van Vliet will return. So we'll get Van Vliet starting probably with Flynn, Boucher, and Birch starting together. Probably going to get someone like Rodney Hood as the other starter. Big minutes for someone like Yuta Watanabe. Maybe Paul Watson as well. A really weird scenario there for the Raptors. The Hornets and the Nets. The Nets are 13.5-point favorites. The total is 224. Devontae Graham is out for Charlotte, and P.J. Washington Jr. is doubtful. Um, how they run things there. Who's the point guard? Is Rogier go back to point guard? And Caleb Martin starts. Yeah, you're going to have Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo taking those center minutes there also. Well, for the Nets, LaMarcus Aldridge, of course, has retired. That's a, that's a shame, and we, we wish him all the best. Blake Griffin will be back. Kevin Durant will be back. Do they start Claxton? Do they start DeAndre Jordan? How do those minutes distributions go between those two? That's one of the huge questions as well from Friday. Denver and Houston, the Nuggets, eight and a half point favorites. The total is 224. Monty Morris will likely get another start for Denver with Faku backing him up. While Houston, still no house, no Brown, no Gordon, no Nwaba, no Exum. All those guys remain sidelined for Houston. Memphis and Chicago, uh, pick them at the moment. And the total is 227.5, of course, for the Bulls. Zach Levine won't be there. So I don't know who they'll start. It could be Markinen, It could be White. It could be ha- Valentine. It could be um, Temple. It could be Troy Brown. Five different options who could potentially start in that spot for the Bulls. While for the Grizzlies, no Melton, no Winslow, as it's been for the last week or so. Miami and Minnesota, Goran Dragic will return from Miami. Still no Victor Oladipo there, of course. While Minnesota will welcome back Carl Anthony Towns. Portland and San Antonio. Thankfully, no real injury concerns there in this game. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, hopefully we get his minutes limit uh, increased, but we don't know that at this stage. The Knicks and the Mavericks also pretty pretty free of injuries outside of Nerlens Noel, who was a very late scratch last time for the Knicks. And if he is out, you're just going to get a ton, a ton of Taj Gibson. The Mavericks are five-point favorites, and the total is a very, very low 210.5. At this point, value, I think, lies with Isaiah Stewart, Yuta Watanabe, Ken Birch, Nick Claxton, Larry Markinen, Rudy Gobert, Malachi Flynn, Josh Jackson, Patty Williams, Killian Hayes, Sadoransky, Thad Young, Yusuf Nurkic, maybe Hamadou Diallo, Ben Simmons at 6,900. Giggity. Uh, Fred Gillespie at minimum salary, Nikola Vucevic, Bismack Biombo at minimum, Sadiq Bey, Gary Harris, Bam Adebayo, uh, Moses Brown, and Jonas Valanciunas. That'll do it for me for this day and this week. We're back tomorrow with some more videos, but no recaps, of course, on Friday. Guys, don't forget, follow Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey, and on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, give me a thumbs up, leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.